we thank you for this time right now, for what you've already done through worship and what you're going to do right now. We give this time. Thank you, Father. Open our eyes. Open our ears. Open our hearts, Father, to receive what you have for us. We know you're a good God. We thank you, Father, for that right now. In the name of Jesus, amen. Go ahead and turn to Psalms 23 if you have a Bible. And if you do take notes, the title is called Being Led by God. That's simple. Being Led by God. Yeah, like I was talking about the, the two years spent in Texas, Fort Worth, Texas. The only thing I bring back is the word y'all. Uh, um, but the, um, like I said, you could definitely judge a, the outcome. You could definitely judge those two years by the outcome. I know myself, my family, what I've learned there. But in the beginning phases, I wouldn't have had the outcome if I didn't have myself open onto hearing what God had to say, which was move to Texas. Now, if you know, I moved to Texas in January 2016. I had enough money in my bank account for a few months of rent and no jobs lined up. And the natural, that is a dumb choice. But we're not moved by natural things here. We're going to be moved by what God tells us to do. And that first month, I remember I spent in my apartment praying, just being, spending time with the Father. Lord, I'm here. I'm available. Whatever you want me to do, you know, on my schedule, there's nothing on it. So, um... Went to a conference, and there I got, in one day, five job opportunities. Five different ministries, five different great jobs with each ministry has an international reach. Each job would offer a great experience. Any job in the natural would have been great to pick, but I had to pick one that was led by God. And that two years, like I said, I couldn't, you cannot teach what I've learned in any school, anywhere. And the Lord led me to Jerry Seville Ministries. But I had to be available to be led. And that's what the question I want, we started off with. Can, are we available to be led by God? If we go to uh, Psalms 23, verse 1, the Lord says, The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leadeth me in the path of the righteousness for, my na for his name's sake. Yea, through I walk the valley of shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Thy rod and thy staff comforts me. Comfort me, that, that's a great word right there, being comfortable. Even when sometimes you don't know what's, like that month of January when I was in my apartment, in the natural, it was not very comfortable. When you have the first of the month coming and you don't want to get a knock on your door and ask for rent. But what? The Lord was there to what? To comfort me. But I wouldn't have been able to have been comfort if I wasn't in him. Everything you need is in him. The leading, the direction, being led, was only found in one spot, and it only could be found in one spot, in him. But I had to make myself, what, available to be led. Um, 
Verse 5, that I prepare as a table before me in the presence of the enemies. And you anointed my head with oil, but the cup runneth over. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. That choice right there of being led, we have to get to a place. If we want to get from where we're at to where God wants us to be, we have to be in that presence. We have to be in that midst. We have to be submerged by him. You have to know him. Now, what from this scripture, we find a few things. What he leads us, he restores us. No matter what you're walking through, what we talked about in the beginning, the Lord does not bring bad. He only brings good. In the moments of standing, he comforts you. He set a table for us. He anointed us with all that goodness and mercy follows us. Goodness and mercy. Now, it I have been coming back to, it comes to being led, you have to be with him. When I took one of, I did actually, I did two Bible schools. And um, one of them, my, one of the topics was called knowing God. And you can't get to a place of knowing without spending time. Amen. Now, pretty much all of us here are Latinos, and Latinos have big families. And my family is no exception. And um, my family of six, we spent a lot of time with each other. A lot of time together. Sometimes too much time together. Um, but with all that time, we've traveled a lot. We've done a lot of trips, a lot of ministry. We've done a lot of time together, more than I think than, than the normal family does together. But one thing that comes through all that, we all know each other really well. We all know what the person likes that doesn't like. We know what gets that person mad easily. We know this, everything. Do we know God like that, though? That is a fair question. Do we know God like that in our life? Is God a family member in our life, or is he just a guest in our life from time to time? A lot of times, we only need to run to God when we need something. God will give you that because he's a merciful and loving, forgiving God. But he doesn't want a relationship with you where it's like me, 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 I, 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 help, help, help. No. My brother-in-law, Brandon, and I were talking about it earlier. Um, how easy it is when you give a child a gift sometimes. You give it to them, like their favorite toy, the one they want at Target or whatever. And they're like, you give it to them, what do they do? They get it, they run off. And what does it usually like a parent or grandparent say? You can say thank you. But it doesn't ever cross their mind. They just keep on running off. And then they, yeah, thank you, whatever, yeah. And it's like, how are we with God? Are we only on a I need relationship or a true relationship of knowing his ways, knowing why he's leading us down that path? Amen. I know the Lord wants us to camp here about being led and how important it is to be remain with him and in him. Let's go ahead and turn to John chapter 15. Like this time right now, I've told you in the very beginning, 
in the natural, I would not want to be up here. But right now, I'm just like, all right, Lord, you lead this right now because this is your sermon from the beginning. Knowing him. Thank you, Jesus. Start from verse 5. I am the vine, you are the branches. He did that abided in me, and I in him. The same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man, ab- not, if a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And a man gathereth them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If you abide in me, and my words abide in you, you shall ask for, for whatever will be done to you. The key right there is remaining in him. Oh, what? You can't go wrong by being led by God. Now, I'm not going to stand up here and say I have been, you could say, I don't want to say perfect, but I've been misled before. We all have. But you don't get misled by, by being in him. You don't get misled by following him. I know we all need, we all have things on our heart. We all are going through something. We all are believing for something in our lives. And we're all looking for answers. We're all like, Lord. But many of us are even where we're supposed to be because we're not being led where we are right now. And we're wondering, like, why in the world is my life like this? Why in the world is this, 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 that happening? Well, first of all, are you right where God wants you to be? Are you in a relationship with him? Are you available to be led? That's where we ultimately want to be. Your call, your future, your, the, the, the future God has for you could only go be brought to that area by one way. Being led by him. Being led by him. If you're in him, you get his outcome. It's that simple. We thank you, Father. Now, I know many of us, when God, being led by him, and, the, and if you're not, if, if you don't know who, who, he, who he is, it's hard to be led by him, period. Because you don't have faith in the outcome. And you let fear sink in. Doubt sink in. You let, like, oh my gosh, what if, if, if this doesn't turn out right? If. That's doubt. But when you know, when you know God, when you know his characteristics, when you know his love for you, when you know when it's ordained by God, you know that their outcome is going to be what he said it's going to be. It's, I mean, I'm right now two months back from Texas in a transition phase, you could say still. And I know the outcome is going to be what he said it's going to be. He's done it before. Yeah. Believe me, many people would have been like, all right, then my, my, when I just moved to Texas, like, all right, this is too hard. I'm going home. This isn't fun. This isn't, this isn't what I'm used to. This is out of my comfort zone. I'm being stretched. My faith it needs to be, well, when I, I, I was sitting on that in my kitchen in that apartment, I can still see it right there. 
I had a computer, no desk yet. I had no furniture. I had just my Bible, my computer, and a, and a bar stool and a refrigerator full of food that lasted till the end of the month. Um, and I've been telling myself, even in this season right now, that song, Do It Again. What, in, what has God done for you that you forgot about? Like I've said, like that little kid story, they get that gift, and they just run away. And there's no, thank you. There's no, oh, yeah. He's done it before, right? He's done it here. He's done it there. He's done it there. But you forget. You're like, all right, because, well, actually, because you only have the revelation of in need, not in relationship with God. God is more than just a need relationship. He is a true relationship. When you're alone in Texas, no family, you learn to rely on God. You really do. When you're in a transition phase, when you're looking for a direction in your life, you, if you come to God, you will be led by him. But he has to be able to, your heart has to be able to be led. And it only comes with spending time through him. In Romans, I believe, 8, it talks about what takes you out of that is fear and being moved what? By the flesh and by the natural things. How many people here have dumb, made dumb choices by, out of the flesh by pressure getting on you and you make a quick decision and all of a sudden you're more in debt than you were and next month, what are you going to do again? The same thing, the same thing. All, all of a sudden, two years down the line, your debt is like 50 grand and you're still worse off. Why? Because you moved out of fear, which led to moving out of the flesh. It wasn't moved or ordained by God. But it's remaining in him. It's staying in him. But you learn by him, by staying in his presence, by staying. Like that last song, how good he is. I don't know about you, but it hit me so strong in my, like my gut. Like The anointing on that song was so strong. How good he is. If you got to just sit in your bedroom, sit in your bed and just tell yourself you're a good God to change that attitude on you, that feeling on you. You got to spend time in his presence. Think about it. A lot of times you make dumb decisions because you're feeling a certain way. What change your feelings? God is ready to move in all of our lives. There's no level of degree of how, where you're at in your life, what city you're from, your background, your upbringing, you put a limit on what God could do in your life. By the choices you make, by the attitude, by the limits you put on yourself, God is ready to abide in you. God is ready to dwell in you. God is ready to lead you. And I, I know, I've seen it throughout my family. I never forget, I was 12, I think I was 12. 2002, when our family started our ministry, we were on Central, going up Central. We were making a left. And my mom told me we're going full-time ministry. And I said, I want a normal life. I'm so glad the life my parents chose. 
they had to what? Be open to being led. Church, I've grown up in it. I've slept on every back row of type of church. I've spent many hours in a church. Your relationship with God is more than a building, more than a Wednesday, more than a Sunday. It's a every second, every day, 24-7 relationship with God. It really is. Nice golf clap. Okay. Um, no, but God is interested in the small things in your life. It really is. From the decision of where to go, where to turn, where to not to turn, where to go eat at. How do you know? We all know bad food poisoning is terrible. Why not go? Don't go there. God would direct you otherwise. Every single decision, there's no limit on how little or how big God could lead you and what God wants to do in your life. I've seen you, that song, Do It Again, that part right there has been on replay in my car, in my apartment, even how the last song, um, King of My Heart, like they're on a playlist on my phone, those, those two songs right now. And if you got to get to the place of like submerging yourself, oh, what else are you going to do? Everything else, you've been down that path. That's why you're here. Because nothing else works. I've seen it. I, I've, there's no, yes, I have not gone down a path of, what, drugs, drinking. But I've seen the path of going down God's way. To avoid those, those way. I've been to the prisons many times. And I've shaken hands with inmates, people doing life, people that have done things that you see on movies. Change, though. I never forget this one guy. We were in Houston, my first time ever going to a prison to do ministry. We were, we think we shot our first movie. And actually, it was also one of the first times, I think it was the first time I ever preached in a prison with a thousand inmates. Five, five, all of me, yeah, to inmates, and it's full of people, and everybody's in white clothes and, and chains. Walked off the stage at the end, and they came up to us at the very end. One guy shook my hand and says, You know what? At that time, where our TV show, uh, at that time, it aired on JCTV, and at the very end, there's a van driving off. The guy said, I watched that show last night, and I would have never guessed that van would have drove off to me. Our family's been led every single second. From We had to make ourselves available. I'm not here to say oh, we got it all. We're, we all have the same source. We all have the same God, the same, but it's our choice. There's no limit to what God can do in your life. There really isn't. But it all comes down to be led by God. You have to make yourself available. Available is everything. And not available when you're as a last resort either. In, a, in John 15, 15. I call you not servants, for a servant knoweth not the Lord, what the Lord doeth. 
but I have called you friends. For all things I have heard from the Father, I have made known unto you. He's not hiding nothing from us. He is not hiding nothing from us. It's our choice. Everything's our choice. Everything is our choice. It really is. How close, how much of God you want in your life is, on, is how much you're making available to him of yourself. There really is no limit on God. Why not you? Why not have that good job? Why not have that happy family? Why not have that great marriage? Why not? If we talked about how he's a good God, he'll do it again. The power of his name, how much he overcomes. Are we just here to play church or be the church? Are we just here to play church or live it out? I don't mean to come boldly, but kind of, because um, I know this word's from God. I, it's real in my life. I'm not ashamed of that. I was walking, um, I like to walk, I think it's, I got that from, like New York City is my favorite city in the world by far. I've been there like 10 times. Every time I go, I never want to leave that place. I always like to walk there. Like If I have a free day, I'm getting somewhere at 6 o'clock in the morning. I'm going to walk all day. And I did it last year. I did it. Well, last, week, last year I was there for a week, so I had plenty of time just to walk around. The time before that, I was there for, I had one free day. I walked 20 miles in one day. Yeah, that was a lot. Um, so yesterday, I think since then, I've been liking to walk. So I know where I live in Hollywood. I walk Sunset, Hollywood Boulevard. Um, yesterday I was walking and went to Starbucks, and I was coming across some guy and it could say Patrick's Day yesterday. It was yesterday. And if you've been to LA anytime, you know there's a lot of homeless. And the guy was, you know, just wasted, not in the right mind. He said, hey, man, you got some money. It's St. Patrick's Day. You know what I want to do. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not about that life, man. Oh, you're not going to go party? Nah, man. I'm about the kingdom, man. What? Like, he got, like, kind of, like, his conscience, right? Like, what? I'm like, yeah, no, nah, um, no, nah, but, and I've seen, I, I've seen a lot, and I've been asking the Lord, what is it? I mean, it's pretty bad right now. I mean, they're camping out anywhere, any sidewalk, any little pocket, any off ramp. Like, it's bad. If you come out of Chino, it's bad. Um, then I think, like, Lord, what is it? Their choice. Somewhere along the line, their choice. A choice they made. They opened their self. They made their self available to what? Something. Amen. A person. Okay. When the Lord leads you, he gives you vision for your life. He really does. And a person without vision perishes. And every person that finds herself lost down the wrong path, not progressing in life, just living the nine to five with no vision, just living for the weekend, what do they lose? Vision for their life. Vision is key for everything. If it's a new vision for, we should always be progressing in the kingdom of God. This pulpit right here, this platform, 
This may not be your platform, but the Lord has given you a platform for your life. It's your job, it's your school, it's your friends, some of your coworkers. There's a platform for everybody. And the Lord gives you a vision for your platform. Mm. You are what the world needs. But are you making yourself available with a true relationship with God? That's one thing I've learned when when you're, because I mean, I don't know, I, I remember I was sitting in my apartment in Texas, and last year, even about moving back here, I didn't have to move back here at all. I had a great job, a downtown apartment, a lot of friends. I really, I mean, life was great in Texas. I mean, besides the tornado warnings, it was awesome. <laughs> I don't do that stuff, Tony. I drove in through one. That's not fun. Um, but when, last summer, I knew that I was not called to that ministry forever. I knew it was a season, a season of growth, a season of learning something, a season of how to do what the next season is going to be. I've always been a person enjoying education, but for some reason, just never completed college, got involved, but just things came up, got busy. The Lord did it the way he knew I could receive it better, which was through training. I became a video editor through training. I became a graphic designer through training, a web designer through training. And I know I know the Lord put me as a manager in Jerusalem Ministries to lead through training. And moving back here, I mean, moving to L.A., everything sounds awesome, but I'm only going to go where the Lord wants me to go. Seriously, I don't care if it's Kansas. I don't care. It's where the Lord wants you to be. Are we at in your life, are you where in your life right now, only you can answer that, where God wants you to be? Seriously. I can't answer that for you at all. I don't want to. But we got to make ourselves available. So if you get anything from tonight, are you at in your life where God designed you and created you to be? That's one thing I, I just always have a passion for. Go what God's trying to do. Vision, 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 vision. Because if a person without vision will find themselves off course. Your grace isn't where you're not supposed to be. You want to find your grace? Go where God's called you to be. It's that simple. You will never suffer a day. But you will need to have faith. You will need to have stay in Him. You will need to get your alone time of God. It's a relationship. What do you do in a relationship? You spend time together. You get to know the person. That's what God's asking for. Is God a family member or is he a guest? Because in guest, you always have him come over and you ask, so what's new? Family, you know what's going on. You know the dirty stuff. You always know what you're doing. Our family does this thing. We're going somewhere. What are you doing? What are you doing? It's like, seriously, you got to know, like, even if I go to Starbucks, you got to know what I'm doing? Like, I mean, that's family, though. So God's asking you, what are you doing? Ricky's notorious for that. He's like, what are you doing? It's like, really? We do say that a lot. And, <laughs> but God's asking for that. How many, when's the last time you came to God and say, so, what do you want to talk about? 
while we come to God. So, yeah, you know that thing I need help with? You know rent? You know that bill? You know this, that, whatever? He knows that. He knows all things. If I, in the, was it Psalms 23? It says, should not want. But he leadeth you down green pastures. He leadeth you down the right ways because everything you need is down that way. It really is. I mean, I know I've talked about that Texas story, but just our whole life from we got into ministry to where we're at now and what's coming ahead because I'm so excited about the future. I mean, seriously. I mean, I would not have moved back if the Lord didn't tell me and I'm extra encouraged because I know what's ahead. I really am. Why? Because I have a word. My dad's been speaking about words. It's all that matters in life, the word of God. And following his commandments, following his way, being led by him. It's everything to do with how you live your life and the outcome of your life. It really is. Well, people know you as just, oh, he was a great guy, great person, lived a nice job. Where was that person? Man, that person lived life. Wow. Don't limit God. Because you're putting a limit on yourself, on what your full potential could be. Because God's ready to do it again and again and again. He's ready to be good, good, good to God all the time. Not just from little pockets in your life. Really. Like for real. Ask me how I know. I know. So I'm not going to preach three hours. I, mean, I, I, I know the Lord's saying we're done. Um, but if you want to take a step down the right path, take a step of choosing to like, yo, I'm not going to just give this Christian thing a try. I'm going to live it. Because a try, if you give it a try, you're kind of expecting something to go bad. That's why you try a product for 15 days. <laughs> no, you come with this like, yo, I'm all in. It's my only source. You're my, but it only comes with what? Giving back to God. Your time. That's all God asks for time. Time and having faith and knowing who he is. So you have faith in what he's going to do again and again and again. That's simple. Now that valley, people always think of valley or the shadow of death like, like a thing where bad things happen. We already learned that God's not in bad. That little valley, I believe, is a season of standing on his word. What he said he's going to do it again and again and again and again and again. I'm believing God for stuff right now. I know all of us are, either healing, financially, relationship-wise, whatever it is. I don't know, but God does. If it's direction, we all need direction. I know that. On what to do next. Envision for your life. When he comes by, spending time in him. Spending time in his word. That's where you find everything you need. And I'm not going to speak no more, but I'm just going to say right now. If you want to make a stand, if you really want to just take a step forward, everybody stand up right now so no one feels left out or embarrassed, whatever. And I want everybody to just say this prayer. And I want us to close with just something worship. You guys can play something. I don't know.
uh, the last song, Kingdom of Heart. Kingdom of Heart. And just, I can't answer this for you. I only you can of taking that step. And the Bible says that people will know you by your fruit. Not physically fruit. Um, by what's done in your life. If it's financially, your job, your relationships. We all read it, we all hear it, the celebrity, this and that. Why do they kill themselves? They had everything. They had fame. They had money. They had the best life ever. They didn't have God, period. Simple. So no matter where you are in your life, there's no reason why you should give up on life, one. But two, get God involved in your life. You'll never lose course of who God's created you to be. My mom said this first, and I'm stealing it forever. Don't ever tell a kid or a person, be whatever you want to be. Be what God's called you to be. That's the major key. I don't want to do nothing on my own. Seriously. Tried it. Didn't work out. Terrible life. We all know that. That's why we all have given our life to God. And that same faith that it took to believe, to receive, to, to be saved is the same faith for every, everything else. There's no new faith. It's the childlike faith. The faith that like, you can tell a child anything, they'll believe it. If God tells you something, believe it. It's that simple. It is really that simple. So, Father God, we thank you right now for everything that you're doing right here. Father, forgive us for our sins. Forgive us for anything we've done wrong, for going off course, for making our own agenda, our own plans, for not being led by you. Say this, say, Father, forgive me of all my sins. Now, Father, lead me, guide me, control my life. Come into my life. Take control. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Let's just worship.